With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode of real fake baseball i guess it is our first episode on the friends with fantasy benefits feed and we love justin mason uh for letting us come on to the feed thank you so much um it is paul martin of course the host of real fake baseball really happy to be here um and my co-host walter is still with me uh it is walter mcmichael we didn't uh, throw him to the bench. We didn't demote him to AAA, um, the taxi squad, or anything like that. Um, he's still here. Walter, how are you tonight? Yeah, I know you, you're going on other podcasts on the, on the feed here, and I, I've just been, just been tagging along, wait, waiting for our, our first show. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And, you know, we moved over here. We're we're very thankful for everything Lenny did, but we're just we're moving on and hoping to just make the podcast as great as it can be. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're going to be doing anything too different. We're still just going to talk about baseball, uh, fantasy at some times, and we just love the sport. So we just come on here and talk for like 45 minutes to an hour because we want to and because we like to. And uh, that's pretty much all that matters to us. Um you can catch me over on Twitter at Paul the Martin. I know we were kind of going to introduce ourselves, but just go on Twitter and I'm pretty sure you'll get to know both of us pretty quickly. Walter is at Real Fake Walter and uh, we write all over the place. Well, I write. I don't know if Walter still writes. I think that that's in limbo right now, but uh, he, he'd like to write, I think. Right, Walter? See, I, I just have I, – I'm so bad at it. Like I, I start <laughs> writing something and then I don't like how it sounds and then I just scrap it and then I start writing something else and then it's it's not really too much. It's it's pretty much could just be like a tweet and I'm just right. like – yeah, so I haven't been. No, I, I really haven't been. But I, I, I tweet pretty frequently with just little tidbits. So right. follow me on Twitter at RealFakeWalter. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's why I kind of do what I do. I force myself to write by doing Prospects of the Week over at Prospects 1500. I do the Fab Five piece over at Razzball, and it's kind of just like I don't really need to think about them. I just kind of write them. They write themselves. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to come up with these 
like the ones that I write over on Pitcher List, where it's like always kind of a new idea or like a player that's making a change. And I will give you that. Those are definitely hard to come up with. And I haven't done one for them in, in quite some time. And I want to get back to that. So definitely catch me over on there soon and uh, Twitter for sure. So I don't know if you want to introduce yourself anymore, Walter. Uh, you want to tell them about your personal life or your debts or like uh, any trials or tribulations you've been through, like anything like that? My debts. I mean, I I did go to college, so of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, student loan debts. I mean, like any gambling debts you have, or you know, <laughs> oh, no, mob no, ties, I'm... or anything of like that. I, I think something I'm interesting. There. Something interesting. Interesting. I'm planning for a one-year-old birthday on Saturday. Is that interesting? No. That that's pretty much all I have time to wrap my head around right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't help you there, and I, I don't think it's interesting either. So I think that we should move on to to baseball if you're ready for that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I need something. Well, um, we're gonna talk about one of my kids to start off the podcast here. And uh, I'm pretty sure, well, you already know who it is, but uh, I think if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know who this is too. It's, uh, it's Max Muncy. We just kind of get into the players here, and there's just a few guys that we really want to get into right off the bat. We're going to talk about some Dynasty stuff after this. We're going to talk about some trades and whatnot. But right now, I want to get into Max Muncy because I've been touting this guy for a little bit here. I originally said that he was just an only league pickup. But it's clearly a little bit more than that. Uh, my love affair stretches a lot further. Walter, I want to get your initial thoughts on Muncy because I think you're kind of high on him too, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I, I I got in on the Muncie on the Muncie train because I, I just in so many leagues I have so many first basemen just because I I drafted like a ton of like CJ Crone types so it's it it's like I was, I was pretty set at the position so but yeah there there's these four guys their their names are Mookie Betts Mike Trout J D Martinez and Freddie Freeman those are the four guys ahead of Max Muncie on the X Woba leaderboard. I think that's a that's pretty good company to be in. What what's your take on that? I would say so as well. And not only that, but he has twenty one point seven percent barrels right now. So almost one well, clearly one in five times he's making contact with the ball, it is a barrel, and that is pretty sick. I'm pretty sure that's high on the list too. I didn't get the actual number on that, but it's just a ridiculous number right there. Yeah, he's got a 447 X Woba. He's got a 671 X Slug. And um, really, it, it wouldn't even matter if they just stopped throwing fastballs and adjusted to him right now, just based on the sample that we have. I mean, he's got 155 breaking balls that they've thrown to him, 304 X Woba. So that's the lowest pitch right now, the breaking balls. He still has tough time with, but 113 off-speed pitches. He's got a 511 11 x woba and on fastballs it's 467 so i mean he's just crushing almost everything that comes to him right now and he's always had low chase rates um even in the small samples that he's had before so the plate discipline was always pretty good with muncie but now everything's just coming together and he's finally able to hit the fastballs and catch up to certain pitches and just launch them anywhere he wants so pretty excited about him um and i'm excited about jock peterson too uh another Dodgers outfielder or wherever they're playing now. I mean, infield's playing in the outfield. Uh, Max Muncy's kind of wherever they can fit him. So Jock Peterson is really having a good year, and no one's talking about it. 
Walter, are you intrigued on the strikeout rate dip, on kind of the more fly balls? He's doing a little bit of the launch angle thing. Are you buying into Jock Peterson this year too? And do you think that he can play for the rest of the year with all of these people in the lineup? Jock Peterson, yeah. I, I've always been moderately interested in Jock Peterson. Uh, he, he did get extremely hyped in in his rookie year when he hit 20 home runs in the in the first half of the season and I, I believe he was an all-star that year but last year he was he was really bad and what was kind of lost in it was the fact that he actually cut his strikeouts a lot last year and he had a terrible terrible babbit problem last year and it looks like this year he's like you said he he's worked on his launch angle he's hitting less ground balls so his home run fly ball rate isn't out of whack he has a a decent babbit it everything looks in line i i mean i'm buying him i i have him in a couple leagues i i drafted him late this year because he costs absolutely nothing that's that's one of my favorite things to do is take a very talented player late that everybody has kind of soured on uh like like you you kind of could have done with puig last year yeah and it it just and if if they're bad again you just cut them it it costs nothing but you never know when a player can just break out like that yeah definitely i mean especially with the launch angle stuff like that i mean he's hitting under the ball a lot more too so i think once that corrects just a little bit um i think that we could even see more power from jock peterson especially with the way that he's been making contact lately his swing and miss is just down on every single pitch breaking balls fast uh, fastballs, off-speed pitches. Um, he's pulling the ball less, and I feel like that that just has something to do with this uh, approach. He's just trying to make more contact, maybe letting the ball come in a little bit further because he knows that he has that insane bat speed, and he'll be able to catch up to pretty much any pitch that comes to him. So maybe just being a little bit more patient, not being ahead of the ball so much, not trying to pull it because he knows he can hit it out of the park to any 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 part of the field so um definitely buying into jock peterson and i know you had some you're trying to tell me that you had a hitter that you wanted to talk about but also a trade that you wanted to talk about so why don't you go ahead and kind of tell me what's going on there oh yeah you so you sent me an email and i i noticed that i i had gotten a trade offer at 9 27 p.m tonight so so this is in a in a keeper league it's a salary keeper league 400 dollar cap I got offered $22 David Price and $19 Jake Lamb for my $2 Juan Soto. Mm. What are you thinking about that one? I would think uh, I would just kind of move on pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, you, you think that's that that's probably what I should do is just move on there? My, my $2 Juan Soto who won't be like a $10 player for three more years? He's also probably a better win-now piece than both of those guys put together. Yeah, so I put out a tweet when Juan Soto, when when I knew the fab was going to be crazy, that he wasn't going to be worth it. And I could not have been more wrong. Yes. And I remember I remember we did the podcast when he got called up to AA. That, I think that was the last podcast on our feed. And I said, Juan Soto is going to make the majors this year. And you were kind. You were kind of like, uh, yeah, well, uh, may, maybe. And I was like, no, he's he's ahead of where Victor Robles was last year. And I had no clue it was going to be the next week he was up. Yeah. 
Well, how I, I, yeah. insane is Juan Soto? Uh, honestly, like, like we were they they were talking in in the staff chat today. It was like, would you rather have Juan Soto or George Springer in a keeper league? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, it should be George Springer, but I don't see how I take him over Juan Soto. Like, and I I like George Springer. Yeah. I mean, I, I still would take Springer, I think, just because he has the track record and he's still young as well. And, I mean, you're going to probably see him do it for the next five years as well. So it's not like in a keeper league that that's really going to harm you if you take Until him over Soto. I mean, he's, yeah, five years. When he's 33, you think he's going to keep doing it? Five years, Juan Soto will be 24. Yeah, I mean, in in five years, is this keeper league still going to be a thing? Is like another question. Like, well, I think you have to go on the assumption that it's going to stick around, or it, there's no point in playing it. I guess so, but still, like, I I don't know, man. It's just like, it's so close 19... at this point that I mean, I probably just wouldn't trade Soto anyway. Like, so it doesn't really matter. But like at this point, if you had to choose, like, I would still say you have to take Springer over Soto, but. Like no, it's definitely close because they were na- he was naming other players too, and I was just like, what was it like Hanniger? He's way over Hanniger. Like that's not yeah, close. Yeah, and, and Bregman was and, in there too. Yeah, Bregman. I would say I would say Bregman still just because he is still younger and he has shown the ability to have like close to a four hundred OBP in the league as well. So I mean, he has a little bit of speed too. Soto doesn't have the speed. So oh man, I don't know, man. I I think that. I'm like, I think I'm going to be one of the crazy Juan Soto people. Like, I feel like people are going to say he's overdrafted somewhere next year. So the problem I had was I thought he was going to eventually get, I thought he was going to get sent down, but it's like he's absolutely destroying the majors already. So it's like you can't send him down because I don't think there's, between him, Eaton, and Harper, there isn't someone that can play center field every single day. But I guess what they're going to do is just rotate off days Man, he is so good. Yeah, like, so it almost good. makes you forget that there's a 21 year old on the Yankees that's also raking too. That hit another home run today. It's crazy oh, yeah. what's going on with these kids Torres right now. Is insane. Yeah, yeah he, I, he hit another one today. It's it's really wild. Off Blake Snell too. Yeah, I mean, how many she, home yeah, runs has yeah. Blake Snell even given up this year? I feel like it's not a lot. Not many. Blake Snell. Blake Snell has just been. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Blake Snell tonight. That's actually perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, Blake Snell has given up. Uh, gave up a dong too. He's given up nine home runs this year so far. Mm, so it's not. It's not crazy. Nine home runs in fourteen starts. I mean, that's that's like average. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. It's a yeah. It's it's about a home run per nine. So that's not nothing crazy. But I mean, Blake Snell's just been awesome this year, and I feel like he hasn't really done much. He's just a great prospect he was always a great prospect he's a big lefty he throws gas and all he needed to do was some minor adjustments and that is exactly what he did I mean he has 
slightly more movement on his pitches. Nothing crazy, nothing that you would really notice too much, but definitely one that's moving balls slightly off the barrel, just enough to where he's more successful this year. Also, he's improving his in-zone swing and missed. So not so much that people are chasing his pitches as much, but just that slight movement is making people miss in the zone that much more. And I feel like just these little improvements that Blake Snell is making all around the board on all of his pitches, um, it just kind of it, it makes it almost unexplainable how he became so good just because all of these small adjustments are going unnoticed and uh, it, it definitely should not be going unnoticed because he fixed almost every part of his game this year. Yeah, I mean, Blake Snell is, I mean, he's just, he's insane. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he's hes a lefty up there throwing gas. He, he That changeup is nasty to righties. He, and then he's just like death to lefties. Like, they, they can't even touch him. It, yeah. It's just... <laughs> He's just all around putting it together. I, I think I think people are getting a little crazy on on the Blake Snell train. I, I, I think it would be kind of a good time to sell high on him in in redraft leagues and dynasty leagues. You just you just yeah, hold you gotta on. You got to hold until he gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, but I I think I think in redraft leagues, it, for the most part, if you sold pretty much every young starting pitcher that that has had that has like a 80 inning pitch pitch of dominance you you're probably ahead on in the long run yeah yeah so so i think i think it's always good to to sell like like we love lance mccullers like last year lance mccullers was doing things better than blake snell is doing this year at this time right and if you sold on him as like a top 10 pitcher you you made out because he he kind of fell apart and it, that that's that is part of the problem with young starting pitchers. You don't you don't know how they're gonna do over the full season grind. Mm. And I, I think it is a good time to cash in your Blake Snell shares personally. Yeah, I mean it, it's just uh, it, it's definitely in dynasty, like you said, you got to keep holding on to him. I mean, he did pitch a good amount of innings last year. He threw 173 last year. So yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about him getting getting shut down or anything that that's not just kind of like the running just, out of gas by the end of the year yeah 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 exactly hmm. okay what one last one one last thing about Juan Soto though oh my god Mike Trout Jose Altuve DJ LeMayhew Mookie Betts Daniel Murphy those are the players projected by steamer that are currently in the majors to have a higher batting average rest of the season than Juan Soto's 295. They projected 295 batting average from him. That's pretty crazy. Like, oh, God. He, Are these the same projection systems that said Jose Ramirez would hit 22 home runs this year? Yeah. I mean, the projection <laughs> system, I mean, Steamer has Jose Ramirez hitting 14 rest of the season. I, I think that's pretty fair. They yeah. they. They've adjusted. They have him hitting 290 with 14 home runs the rest of the season. Yeah, they've adjusted. Yeah. Took I, him long I, enough, to be they're honest. Pretty, <laughs> they're pretty good at adjusting when when a player comes around. Some Sometimes the Jose Ramirez. Yeah, we can talk about Jose Ramirez, too. No, like, <laughs> there was very few people that thought the power was going to stick. But Where's the accountability out there? 
I want to. I want to oh, hear. Here we go. That's that's smarter, right? He's talking about prospect list the other day. There's no no accountability in prospect lists, is what he said. Yeah, where's the accountability on the Jose Ramirez hate? Come on, I want to hear it. This dude was lined up for 30 home runs this year. He was ready to go. Francisco Lindor too. Don't don't let me. I didn't forget about Francisco Lindor. This dude is also having a season right now. We need to respect. We need to put respect on the Cleveland Indians' left side of the infield's names right now. Yeah, those dudes are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. They're, they are ballers. They are absolute yeah. ballers. We, Although it does almost having, take both of them combined to add up to Mike Trout. But anyway, yeah, I was just about to say we would have it. <laughs> we'd be having some MVP talks if one Mike Trout didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. If he if they just kind of took him, if they put the Mike Trout filter on the MVP vote, they need to. That's, it would be it's interesting. Just not even fair. <laughs> just give it, him the Mike really, Trout award and then really hand out fair. the MVP. Yeah. He's on pace for like 13 war this year, something stupid like that. Yeah, it should be the greatest war season of all time, which is yeah. fun, it's, I guess. And I, I I don't think that us even even as like people that watch as much baseball as we do, I I still don't think we appre- like you can really appreciate how great Mike Trout is. Like he's just so good and Yeah. And I think part of the problem is he's he plays on the West Coast, so us us sleepy East Coasters who go to bed, fall asleep at eight PM, don't get to see him. I love falling asleep with MLB TV on and falling asleep to Mike Trout and Angels games. You're gonna tell me that you don't do that now that Vin Scully's gone and I can't fall asleep to Vin Scully's beautiful voice. I fall asleep to Mike Trout's beautiful swing. Yeah, my my thing is I don't have cable, so I don't. I mean, yeah. that's not cable, but all right, I get it. Oh, MLB TV. Yeah, yeah, I also. I I just I find. Uh, Thanks for listening, Walter. I appreciate it. <laughs> I I I do listen sometimes, but mm. yeah, I wasn't listening. Oh, I was partially listening there. Yeah, but uh, the other guy that I wanted to talk about that that I I sent you a text today. And, you like replied immediately. You you were like, oh, you you sounded excited because I told you about a pitch change. I love pitch changes. You know me and my narratives. Your narratives, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not even a narrative. It's a narrative that is facts, actual yeah. facts, big facts. So, Ulysses Chassin, who Julie. I don't think anybody really ever talks about. No. Right, I, I, he's, he's kind of a forgotten man. Even though he was a top prospect with the Rockies, but you know, Rockies pitching prospect, and he's been around forever. I, I was surprised that he's only thirty years old. Yeah. Okay, go it's on. Kinda, it's go on to crazy. the pitch change. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so, so I, I noticed, I or I read somewhere about him throwing a splitter yesterday, and it was a day game, so I, I didn't get to watch. I was at work. And I went through, and he threw, I believe it was 26 splitters strictly to left-handed hitters. And if you look at Chassin's career splits, it's kind of insane. He's actually a really good pitcher versus righties, and then really mediocre versus lefties for his entire career. And it's because he's mainly fastball slider guy, and that's... That means he doesn't have a pitch versus left-handed, left-handed hitters. And the splitter, if he if he has a pitch to neutralize lefties, even if it's not 
it, it doesn't look like it's a strikeout pitch right now because I think he got three or four whiffs off of it. But he it had a 75% ground ball rate, which if he can just keep the ball on the ground against lefties, he's going to be a really good pitcher the rest of the year because he, he pitches really, really well against righties. Yeah, hey, I'm always intrigued in someone that's adding an, a, a new fold to their game. So Yuli Shasin, you bet, will be on my radar this week in fab because he's not going to cost much. Like you said, people just kind of ignore him. No one even really notices that he's there. And uh, I do think that that's interesting that he's adding something, whether or not it's really a swing and miss option yet, it could benefit his other pitches as well and make those pitches a little bit better at the same time. So it's kind of a, it's a cause and effect thing. You add this and it kind of just causes a ripple throughout your entire game. So he's going to have more sequencing options. He's going to have more speed uh, differential. He's going to have more movements that he can use and more tunnels. So it's just huge when you can add one pitch. And if it's useful and you can get ground balls out of it or you can get swing and misses out of it, then then I'm in. I'm in on it. So I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. And yes, I was excited, even though the text did say Huli Chassin to start off. I was excited. Exactly. But he, the, the, the thing is, he, he has a two-star week next week as well Ooh. at Pittsburgh and versus... The St. Louis Cardinals. That's a so, good one. It's a good two start. Nice little two start, two start week. So he actually might get more traction than I thought, which kind of sucks. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how popular this podcast will be too. You never know. Yeah. But you also have a trade that you wanted to talk about in TGFBI. Am I right? Oh, so why don't you go yeah, ahead and yeah, do yeah. that before we get into our dynasty league targets because those yeah, are always I fun. almost I almost forgot. So in TGFBI. I made a trade with Andrew Dewhurst. Oh, my boy. Also, yeah, of Friends of Fantasy Benefits. I traded him, James Paxton, and Andrew Benintendi, and I got back Max Scherzer and Michael Taylor. Yeah, and honestly, I like this trade for both sides, though. It's like, it's just a really fair trade, I think. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, you made no. the trade. Obviously, you think I, it's fair, but I, I mean, it's just I, like a... Honestly, I think he got the better end of the trade. I think he did as far as like the more well-rounded talent, because if Paxton does stay healthy this year, you might have lost out big time. Like by the yeah. end of the year, so... Max Scherzer and James Paxton's stat lines might look almost... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the same. Yeah, that that's very possible. So my... My reasoning is I have 58 hitting points, second in the league, and I have 39 pitching points, 10th in the league. And I'm really struggling in wins, ERA, and whip. So Okay, so Scherzer obviously is going to kill your whip. Like, just like, he's going to exactly. deflate that shit like crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, where, that's where his value comes in. ERA, whip, and... And of course, I'm already second in strikeouts, so I'll probably take over strikeouts, honestly. But wins, there's there's a lot of upward mobility there. Um, and Scherzer's just so 
he's so good. Like he is. Yeah. And I and I have Kershaw on this team too. So if Kershaw's able to come back and Scherzer together, my my ratios can just I can like normally they say like you can't really make up ratios, but if I have Scherzer and Kershaw out there dealing, I, I will be able to make up the ratios. Those are two guys that can. Oh, absolutely. Those guys will just as soon as they get back well I mean when Kershaw has pitched this year, it hasn't mattered. Like, he came back for one start, got injured during the start, and he was still dominant. I mean, do we still question it? Like, when he pitches for the rest of the year, he's going to be good. You just hope that he doesn't come back and then leave again and then do what he's doing now. You just hope that he keeps on pitching because he's going to be good. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane that people were – they kind of had him as a disappointment – statistically and it's like he has a 276 era and a 1.12 whip with 53 strikeouts and 49 innings it he wasn't kershaw level but it's like he wasn't he wasn't hurting you at all yeah and you get two more starts in and he's back to kershaw level with like a 2.14 era and like you know what i mean like it's so early in his sample still because of the injuries that it would fluctuate so quickly if he had two more dominant starts, which he's Clayton Kershaw. So that's easily, ex- you know, um, expected once he comes back from the DL. But we'll see when that is. I mean, hopefully soon, like you said, because I have him on my TGFBI team too. So uh, I'm kind of looking for pitching as well. Yeah, and, and plus the other thing is I have Elvis Andrews, who's been on the DL for a while, who should be coming off soon. Yeah, And he's kind of like, Andrew Benintendi, where it's like high average, good stolen bases, some and and decent power. So I like that. I I think it, it's kind of like I've been I've made do with without Elvis Andrews, and my lineup's been fine. And I I think it's kind of Andrews will be able to replace what Benintendi gave me. Yeah, I like I I mean I like the trade for both sides. Like I said, I do think that he kind of won out, but. Getting Scherzer with Kershaw on your DL or on your DL still for who knows how long is definitely a good plan, and uh, hopefully Andrews comes back and provides that value for you because that's always what we kind of talk about when we talk about trades on this show is like supplementing the the stats doesn't really matter if it's coming from an outfielder or you know whoever it's it's Andrews replacing Benintendi and that makes sense and I and I get that so, so yeah, yeah I have a question for you though sure. In TGFBI, I own Miguel Sano. What the hell are you going to do with him? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know, man. I mean, I would hold him just for a little bit until some of the stuff clears Gosh. up and you figure out exactly what's going on. Obviously, you can't drop him right now. Option to high A. Yeah, it's like a. It, it seems like a, a Rugnet Odor thing, like when they did that with Odor, but Odor was also like 22. I just don't get it. They option Miguel to Sano to high A. Buxton has a minus three WRC plus and gets <laughs> every chance that that he wants. And it's like, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, it's prejudice because he's fat. It's because he's fat. <laughs> it's because he's fat. Yeah. I mean, I know he's not good defensively and Buxton is the man in center field, but still, Buxton can't hit at all. No, that's not. No, I, that's he, not even a. I'm not, no, ex, that's not even and extreme. I'm not even joking. He has a minus three WRC plus right now. 
I know he's on the DL and he's only played 28 games, but minus three. Yeah, it doesn't. I didn't even yeah. know that's possible. No, it's definitely. I mean, he didn't break the stat. It's just he's terrible. No, he broke it. He, bro- he broke the stat. <laughs> he, broke he, the, he broke the game of baseball. 183 OBP and a 200 slug. He's he's a worse hitter than Billy Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Because that's so bad. The, the thing was that everyone loved about Buxton was, oh, he's a non-zero in home runs. Well, guess what he has and had in home runs? Wait, zero. I have a question for you. All right, oh, bottom of the ninth, bad. right? Oh, sh- I dropped my phone. Hold on, this is serious though. Bottom of the ninth, you two outs, two strikes. You, you need a hit, right? You need just a hit. Byron Buxton or Alcides Escobar? Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Come on, Walter. I, I think right now you said two strikes. Well, I mean, yeah, you need a hit. Like, let's all right. Let's just say you have a clear count. Give it. Give him a clear count. Oh, Got a runner on second. It's not bases loaded. You can't take the walk. Not that Buxton can take a walk right now. You know what? I I'm gonna stick with Buxton. Ooh, okay. he's terrible. But Alcides <laughs> Escobar. Nah, that, nah. that guy, goes nah. I, just, That's it. I can't can't take Alcides Escobar. I mean, I don't know. He might be able to touch the ball with the bat. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, he doesn't strike out. Yeah, exactly. And like Buxton, that. Buxton honestly can't touch the ball with the bat right now, which is a but problem luckily, in baseball sometimes. But luckily, luckily, you said there's two outs. A strikeout is the same thing as grounding out, which is what Escobar will do. So I just hope that Buxton can actually make contact you there. You pray for an error. Yeah. yeah, an error where he can beat out a ground ball. Yeah, I guess Escobar is not beating out any more ground balls right now. Although, I don't know. He's pretty quick still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, we don't just, have to. That's just we don't have to dwell question. on this question anymore. We could talk about dynasty league targets. Do you want to do that? That's fun. I like dynasty league targets. That's All right. Did you fun. bring any I, to the table, or did you not? Go trade for if you're rebuilding. Trade for all the injured players. That's. Well, that's your dynasty league target is trade for all the injured <laughs> players. No, I'm being serious though. That I I think that is a good strategy. It's a good idea. I would trade for Otani too because you don't even know he might be able to come back this year still. Yeah, Otani. I I actually did a trade recently. I traded uh, Scott Kingery, our boy Scott Kingery, and I got Chris Archer back. Oh, that's pretty good. We, we were talking about that. I think I said I would take Kingery, but yeah, you probably did, and I just yeah. ignored what you said, but. But yeah, oh, I I was going to say, th- this is a really random one, a Dynasty League target. Yeah. I, I know you have a lot of young guys. Um, but Actually, only one of my guys is young on this list. Okay, you you have a lot of prospects. I don't, I don't know, they're not really young. Oh. Like, I was going to say they are, these guys are relievers. So if you're, if you're not really contending this year, I would go try and get, Andrew Miller, and then I would try and get David Robertson because they both have expiring contracts this year. And depending on where they sign, you could have two top 10 closers next year. That's fair. That's a good point. I kind of like that. All right. 
those are those are two guys I've I've been looking at. I I've been trying to do that because I I have some teams where they're they're bad <clears throat> this year, but I think they're going to be good next year. Yeah. And relievers, I don't really want to pay for. So if you can get guys that you think will be closers next year, then go for it. As well as Tanner Scott, because that dude is filthy. <laughs> I don't know why he was sent down. Well, All I guess right. O'Day was activated, but Tanner Scott, he's filthy. Ooh. Xander Bogarts with a bomb. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the, the real-world targets, Walter. I appreciate that, because I'm going to take, take you down to the farm real quick. Do you want to go? Do you want to come? Uh, I've, I've mainly lived in the city, so not really too much about the farm. All right. Well, let's just take a journey then. It'll be like a it'll be like an outer body experience for you. You'll just you'll be able to observe and just appreciate it. Okay. We're gonna start with a pitcher. I know you don't like dynasty league pitchers. What? I love dynasty league pitchers. All right. Well, you're definitely gonna love. I mean, I already know you have to love Chris Paddock. Who doesn't love Chris Paddock right now? And he's not. Oh, I mean, we were in. We're in the Real Fake Dynasty League. There's 20 teams in that league. There's 400 prospects owned. And I got Chris Paddock for $2 off Fab. What? I mean, have you been paying attention That's to solid. him at all this year? And his gifable changeup and all of these things that he's doing? I mean... It's filthy. It's absolutely filthy. His minor league career. Ready, Walter? 130 innings. 180 strikeouts to 15 walks. He's treating it like it's prep baseball. He has five home runs. He has a 166 ERA, an 80 whip, and a 33.4 strikeout minus walk rate. It's ridiculous what he's doing to the minor leagues. He's only in high A right now. He's over in Inland Empire, but or Lake Elsinore or somewhere. It's late. It's super late. (laughs) It's not even that late. I don't want to hear it. It's late. It's late. Now, now the thing is, he he is a little bit old for older for high A. Yeah, so and he's mostly that, fastball changeup. Change change yeah, yeah that's insane. what everyone says. But come on, like the, these numbers are ridiculous right now. Like no, I've they, seen they the changeup, uh, and it's nasty. I would say it's not a normal changeup. Yeah, yeah, no, I I mean he he looks insane. At would you? So you'd be trying to. If someone else owned him, would you be trying to buy him? Um, right now, no. I'd probably be trying to sell him. Yep, I, I'm. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> I would hundred percent be trying to be sell trying him. To sell but I'm saying, if yeah. he's available on your waiver wire, because he might still be available on your waiver wire, go pick him up so you can be the one that trades him to someone else. Because he's really dominant right now. If he starts to do this in Double A. I don't know. I might hold on to him a little bit. You know, I might I might want to just trade him now before he gets there because I might become attached because if those numbers start to translate then, you know, I I'm I'm kind of going to get sucked in. And Walter I'm with says you it's there. not late yeah, and he's I'm, just I'm yawning there. right in my face right now. You know, <laughs> I yawn every time someone yawns. I'm surprised I haven't yet. I think it was just yeah. because I had to make fun of you for it. Well, I'm sorry. I, I had a yawn. I'm I'm not really that tired. I mean, I'm I'm tired. That makes no I've, sense. I've gotten used to not sleeping as very much. You don't have enough oxygen in your brain right now. That's why you yawned. Okay, that that's I mean scientific. that's really, that's kind of rude, man. It's scientific. Anyway. You said lightheaded? Is that what you're calling me? Whiteheaded? That's racist. I said light, but oh. yeah. 
Okay, moving on. My, <laughs> my second dynasty target. Are you ready? It's O'Neal Cruz. 19-year-old Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop. He's six foot six, 180 pounds shortstop. Do you know anything about O'Neal Cruz, Walter? You know that I just traded for him. I know that he's him. massive. That's, he's huge. That's really, yeah, I know you just traded for him, and I know that he's like a massive human. Yeah. Uh, but I, the, I, I, don't, I don't know too much else. I, I, I have looked into picking him up, and he is hitting well. He's extremely young and a massive shortstop, which is really weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's going to stick at shortstop, but they, they seem to really want him to stay there. He's making a lot of errors right now, too, and they're just kind of leaving him there. I mean, the Pirates take their time with their guys, but honestly, the hitters that they've been calling up lately with Josh Bell, Austin Meadows, I mean, these guys are looking good. Uh, they still have Cole Tucker down there, too. He's supposed to be a really good hitter. Calvin Mitchell. Um, so they're they're really uh, breeding some good hitters right now, and I think O'Neal Cruz is just going to be another one. He does have some holes in the swing, obviously, but, I mean, he's still got the 289 a- average. He's got a 373 OBP. He's got the 209 ISO. Um, he's got eight home runs and 225 at-bats. Last year, it took him 342. So, uh, the power is definitely coming along and uh like still 19 years old and he's six foot six like <laughs> it's ridiculous his body is insane so uh if he is available where you play your dynasty leagues go pick him up all right walter do you have any dynasty league targets for our listeners right now yeah so so there's a guy that he was in the Fangraphs yankees top prospects this offseason. His name's Ezekiel Duran, and pretty much Kylie McDaniel put in there that what he got was that he can just flat out hit. And I have been seeing Jason Waddell tweet about him recently. And he pretty much he said the same thing. He's like, he's been watching him and he's just got lightning quick bat speed and the problem is he's second base only and doesn't really have any speed, but I don't know. The Yankees keep churning out these guys that it seems like they can just hit. And yeah, so I think in deeper dynasty leagues, he's worth an ad. I, I have him in real fake dynasty leagues. So I think he's, he's worth a look, especially look at, look at those tweets that Jason Waddell put out. Jason at the game. He's a oh, good no. follow on Twitter. Oh, he's so great. I follow. Uh, yeah. I, I retweet almost. Well, lately I've been retweeting and, f- and favoriting a lot of prospect videos and stuff, and he's one of the best. So, yeah, absolutely go out there and follow him for sure. Yeah, like I, I, just, I just went to Twitter. 59 seconds ago he tweeted Braden Webb pitching. He, he literally just goes to games. Like I, I don't even know how he does it. Yeah, well, like yeah. he's literally there every day, and his his Twitter name is perfect, Jason at the game. Yeah, that's what he is. He's always there. Um, but yeah, he's he's always talking about some Yankees prospects because he's down in Tampa, so um, he gets to see the tarpons quite a bit. So that's that's fun for me at least because I love the Yankees, and there's a ton of prospects down there that are really interesting, especially Luis Medina, one of my favorite young pitchers. But um, I have another bat here. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers bat, one of my favorites. I have him in most of my dynasty leagues, except for the one where uh, 
donkey t was it Don oh they have the they have a combined team in our real fake dynasty right donkey teeth and b don who are now over on Razball, which is kind of cool but uh they have the combined team and they stole rylan bannon from me the 22 year old eighth round pick from last year's draft all he's done since being drafted is hit 25 home runs in 383 at bats he is slashing 302 399 and 570 He's got seven stolen bases, too. Um, he's got more home runs than doubles, which is fun. And he's got a 12.6 walk rate to a 21% strikeout rate. Uh, he's just absolutely mashing. Um, he's done He's done it before. He's done it in college. He's done it now in the majors. And he's doing it at high A now. Um, so I think it's just the time to pick him up. There's nothing that says he's not going to hit. He's almost like Brent Rooker without the strikeouts. That's that's a pretty interesting one because everybody loves I, Brent. Well, Rooker. I think, I mean, we did too. I I but still love. Kinda, it doesn't make me not love Brent Rooker, but I'm just saying, from what I see, he is well. Brent Rooker was obviously drafted higher as well, so there's a little bit more hype there. But Bannon was a great college hitter. Now he's moving into the minors. He has a smooth swing. He's a very stocky guy. Like he he has the power behind it. Um, and he just seems to know how to hit, and he's not proving like there's any reason for us not to believe it. So I think once we see him go up to double A, it's going to be the best test, but um, there's nothing that says he's not going to just go up there and freaking prove it. So that's kind of awesome right now, and I think this is the time to pick him up. You can get him for super cheap. Yeah, I I don't disagree there. He he seems like one of those like – you do a two for one trade and then you have a prospect spot open and you go and scoop them up. Yep, absolutely. And if you don't have anyone else, I have another one that's perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Yep, this is the last one, and it's kind of exactly like what you said. If you can do a two-for-one trade and you can get a spot, um, this bat is kind of perfect. He's a center fielder for the Mariners, so he might be able to slot in uh, at some point this season for them. But it's Braden Bishop. Uh, he was drafted in 2015 as a third-round pick, and he's just a good hitter. It's almost like a Austin Meadows kind of guy, if you can picture it. Like, not really a high walk rate, but also a really low strikeout rate. Um, he just has a good hit tool, um, decent speed, decent power. He never really showed the power before, but this year he has uh, just come along. He's got uh, seven or eight home runs now, and uh, in the last 31 games, which is basically a calendar month, he's slashing 397, 437, and 582 with five home runs, 11 doubles, and 19 strikes, 19 strikeouts to nine walks, which is just kind of crazy. So Braden Bishop is just another guy, I would say, check and see if he's on your waiver wires in your dynasty leagues because uh, he's definitely a good pickup right now if you have an open spot. It's always good to accumulate bats, and if they and if they have the good hit tool now coming up to the league in the majors i mean the power is kind of unquestioned so it's like if they can already hit 300 and they've shown a great hit tool and shown a great approach like austin meadows did and like you know some of these prospects like glaber torres like juan soto then they're going to come up and they're going to show the power so i think that this is just another one in the long line of contact hitters yeah can i can i give one i'm going to give you one that I don't know if you can really consider him a prospect, sure. even though he's never made it to the majors because he's 26 years old. Okay. And uh, he just got called up to AAA for the Mets. Ryan McNeil? Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil. My bad. Yes. Jeff McNeil. Who's McNeil? Second baseman. 
<laughs> and I don't know. He, he hit 14 home runs in double A this year. He has 21, 22 walks to 23 strikeouts. And if you look at, if you just look at his like ground ball fly ball rates, he's hitting a ton of fly balls this year in comparison to the rest of his career. It, it looks like a swing change guy. I, I honestly don't know too much about him. And I, I, like I, I told you, I, Weekly, I do like a scrub of just like the minor league numbers just to see what's going on and who's doing what. And he, he just popped up and I don't know. He got, he got, I saw, I saw in the news today, he got called up to AAA with Peter Alonzo. Yep. So. Oh, and he should be able to mash there in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, I don't know what the Mets are going to do, but. It's not like they have a second baseman of the future or anything. So he could be one of those older guys that ends up in the majors and, and hits. So I, I, he's going to be left for like extremely deep leagues, though. Oh, definitely. But just something that you you know people could do their homework on. Go and see see if you can find any swing changes or anything like that. Any Jeff McNeil deep Jeff McNeil articles that are out there, which is uh, you can you can send them over to my Twitter at Paul the Martin. I would definitely be interested in reading some deep Jeff McNeil Twitter information. I'm I'm all yes. about the information. Just hand me the information, and I'm about it. I'm sure there will be a lot of Jeff McNeil articles. I'll find no one. Offense, no offense to him. No, no offense to him or his mother, but I'm sure they're lovely people. Um, and if you have never listened to us before, we normally <laughs> end on some obscure player. Which like is like Jeff, Jeff McNeil. McNeil. <laughs> like yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it usually that's, divulges or digresses yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Vocab is tough at this point. It was like the time I ended it with Trace Thompson. And he's, you know, he's hitting like one... He's hitting yeah. like one. Is he still hitting, or is he gone now? I I mean, he was never hitting, but no, he got taken by Daniel Palka. Oh, he went one for three today, actually. Oh, good for him. Probably Two raised strikeouts. his uh, batting average. How about Jackie Bradley? Is he obscure yet? <laughs> he's obscure. He, he's who? He's uh, that. <laughs> take Jackie the Bradley and Drake. No. That's how we're gonna end out. Like th- he's about as obscure as Drake at this point. Yeah, take the L, man. <laughs> Just take the L, man. He can't even throw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we definitely got to get out of here at this point. People have no idea what we're talking about. So, uh, so yeah, great to, that we ended it on that note. If you got this far, thanks for doing that. That's kind of nice of you. So, appreciate that. Uh, come follow us on Twitter. I am at Paul the Martin. Uh, Walter is at Real Fake Walter. And uh, yeah, we're going to host this show here on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. And I'm going to write on Razzball and Pitcher List and Prospects 1500 and probably Friends with Fantasy Benefits too. I mean, why not? I, 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 I do it. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I do enough as it is, but I might as well just do more. So I'll be I out here. Just do more. I'll just do more. I'll just do more. Can, it's fine. You can try and be like, you can try and be like Justin Mason, but I don't think that's possible to write for as many sites as he does. Well, actually, uh, tomorrow I have a little interview, so hopefully I'll have a little bit more of a structured schedule, so then I might be able to do more. That would be really nice, so hopefully that goes well. And, uh, yeah, I hope this podcast goes up, and I hope you like it, and uh, I'm going to get out of here before I say any more words. So thanks for listening, and, yeah, uh, come back next week. See ya. Bye.